Today's episode of Tyus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the University of North Carolina is once again finding new ways to cheat Tate, <laughs> Armando Baycott, PED, somebody arrest the strength coach. What is going on? Uh, Armando Baycott puts out a picture that uh, it, it, it frankly kind of broke my brain because I knew it was Photoshop, but yet I keep staring at it and I don't want it to be Photoshopped. Who's going to tell like, Bleacher massive- Report that it's actually, <laughs> they're not sure yet either. Uh, he is officially Armando Baycott. It, this was good. North Carolina needed something positive to happen around the basketball program. And here you go. We got a meme and it got shot to the moon. Thank you, Armando. The thing that I love about it is that uh, one of two things is true. If it's Photoshopped, which it is, um, then who Photoshopped it? Why it? Photoshop it? Who, what, what? It, <laughs> Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Uh, if it's not Photoshop, which again, it is Photoshop, but let's pretend it's not. Um, why does Armando Baycott look like that? So, <laughs> what was the objective? There's so many questions I have. You're the journalist in this operation, so I'm going to throw them at you. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to keep it on Tobacco Road a little bit on this show. Surprise, surprise. I want to talk about the Duke Blue Devils because Ooh. John Shire cannot stop, will not stop, no matter how bad you might want him to stop, Tate. He has secured a commitment from a man by the name of Derek Lively, which now puts Duke. Stay with me, folks. A lot of dots to connect. The Duke Blue Devils now have the number one. They they have landed the number two recruit, which gives them the number one class Wait, in twenty twenty two. Whereas Kentucky landed the number one recruit, or no, they, <laughs> they 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 landed Kentucky landed the number five recruit, who was then changed into the number one recruit, which then gave Kentucky the number one class for about a week before Duke got the number two recruit. So now Duke has the number. We'll, we'll explain it. We'll explain everything. Yeah, and Amari Bailey, once upon a time, when he committed to UCLA, he was the number one recruit. So UCLA yes. at one time did have the number one recruit and the number one <laughs> class. And this is why you and I laugh at recruiting, because it, it is, what have you done for me lately? If you commit lately, yep. you are now number one. Uh, there is a conversation to be had about uh, John Shire, though. He hasn't coached a single game at Duke yet. He will not coach a. He will not be the head coach of a. He's winning game this the offseason again, unless uh, he might. I guess he could coach a game this year if Coach K decides to step down at some point during the season. But uh, yeah, Coach uh, Shire's still a year away from coaching, and uh, there's already discussion to be had about the job he's doing. That he's not even doing the job. He's not even on the job. And we're already <laughs> talking about the job he's doing. So. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit. Also, there may or may not be a Maui Invitational development that we have to discuss because um, I'm getting conflicting reports, and you're the you're the boots on the ground journalist. So you're going to have to talk me off the ledge here, Tate, because I don't know a lot of monitoring situations and and yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot of monitoring. <laughs> you and I uh, we enjoy monitoring, but not not this much. You know, we can be desktop guys, but we like to go mobile, and uh, we need to get to Maui. We need to, we need to get to Maui. Yes, you said it. You said it perfectly. Uh, Casual Friday might read some of your emails. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep this thing to a tight forty five. We failed last show, by the way. We tried to keep last show under. We got to fifty eight, by the way. We were, we were right there, but then we had like a fifteen minute ad at the end of the episode. So, <laughs> uh, tight forty five in and out coming up. But first, Woody Durham. Hey, All right, let's uh let's start with Duke Tate because that's what you really want to start with. You you I I, I see right through you that um anytime you can talk about Carolina or Duke, you you're, you're definitely a Carolina fan who would rather talk about how much you hate you hate Duke more than you love Carolina. No, I love so. Carolina more than I hate Duke, but I but I hate Duke with the same amount of passion. You know what I mean? And and now yeah. that the the Coach K era of Duke, you know what I mean? Which I I'm not even sure now if I can give credit to Duke because it may just be Coach K. That I have this, you know, there's a respect, there's a deep respect, but there's also a deep-seated hatred. You know what I mean? And John mm-hmm. Shire is now taking credit for what Coach K does. And I think that's what the real conversation is from the Carolina side, right? Because I told you in the last episode, 18 months from now, Duke is dead. 
and and Virginia will take take their place at the rival table. And uh, here's John Shire trying we, to work his. We have a handful of people that listen to our show who uh, do not necessarily follow closely what's going on, and I I imagine those people have th- their brains must be scrambled trying to keep keep track of like what when we're doing shtick when we're like reporting they don't know just reacting to news whatever <laughs> so because every time we come on the show we're, we're talking it seems like the entire offseason we've talked about memphis kentucky or duke and landing recruits and how every single one of them has the number one class and or the number one player <laughs> and they all have in they some all capacity uh, with some sort of yeah. little nuance they they all have had that so we're trying to make sense, like, and, and then we lean into it and like muddy the waters even more by just, you know, making fun of the the absurdity of the situation. But then also, I, I I imagine there are people that listen to the show that are pulling their hair out. They're like, but but seriously, what's going on? Like, who who got what what? Where are we? What what's going on? So the reason we're talking about Duke, it's not just because, um, you know, it's 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 been a week since we've <laughs> discussed Duke. We figured, what the hell? It's time to revisit Duke. Uh, Derek Lively is the kid's name. He's from Pennsylvania. He's a he's a big man. He was considering Penn State as a tip of the cap to to his mother who played at Penn State, um, but that's about it. I mean, it was that, that's a huge win for Penn State though that he get, that they got on the list. Uh, Derek Li- Lively is my understanding, or at least the way it's been reported, he is the number two recruit in the class of twenty twenty two, but he is the number one number two recruit. So of all the number two recruits in the class. He's number one, so he's kind of a number one recruit if you think about it that way. Too. He's, he's one kind B. of the, yeah. <laughs> he's not number two. Uh, he's one B, just like Banchero. Banchero is now one B. We we have seen he is now Chet Holmgren is one A, and and Banchero is one B. That's how it always works, though. By like that, that's how it works for the NBA draft. That's how it works for National Player of the Year. That's how it works yeah. for number one recruits. Like if there's a guy who has been very clearly number one for a very long time. At some point, the the is it the backlash? Is that what we're called? The backlash to the backlash yeah, the to the back, I, it's, it's hard to keep track of it. <laughs> but it, but somebody decides that I'm smarter than everyone else, so I'm going to be like, hmm, are we sure Chet Holmgren should be number one? What about Paolo Bencher? And it's like, all right, what, uh, based on what? And it's like, I don't know. Just I'm kind of sick of Chet Holmgren being number one, so I just want to yeah. kind of mix it up a little bit. No, and it, and it goes all the way back, like when Patrick Ewing was by far the number one player in the 1981 class coming out. You know, everyone's saying he's the next Bill Russell. Bob Gibbons, who did the Bob Gib- Bob Gibbons report, put Michael Jordan as number one, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. you're just trying to zag." <laughs> you know, yeah. Patrick Ewing's the guy, and then Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing, like you said, I mean, then their whole career, they're they're. They're looking at each other, kind of like we we talk about this with Greg when he comes on the show. Him and KD, it was like you know we wanted yeah. people. Greg up was. I, I remember when Greg was a sophomore in high school. They talked about if he went out for the NBA draft this year, he might be the number one pick as yeah. a sophomore. And then as a junior, it was like he would because dev- it was Barniani was 06. Barniani was the number one pick in those six draft. And I, I remember people saying like if the if if any, anyone could enter the draft, if Greg would enter the draft as a junior in high school, he would go number one. And then by the time the draft came around. Everyone was like, "You, you would be out of your mind if you don't take Kevin Durant number one." And I guess they were right, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> and Bob Gibbons is right, also. But it, it's yeah. good sometimes when you zag because then you get to, to live in infamy forever, or you look like a major idiot. You know what I mean? It, it can um, only go one of two ways. Back to the back to the original point. So Derek Lively uh, considers Penn State huge win for Penn State, uh, but but really who he's considering is Duke and Kentucky. He was the number. It, it, this this is how I saw it framed too. He was the number one uncommitted recruit. Twenty twenty two. That's really good. I like. So, so there's another there's another number one, uh, and he committed to Duke. Long story short, he picks Duke. Um, and and this is important for two reasons. One, it gives Tate and I content to laugh at about as as we've done so far, just laughing at who's number one and what's number one. And Duke now has the number one class for 2022, whatever. Uh, but I think the more interesting discussion that maybe we could take slightly seriously is uh, John Shire. In all seriousness, ha- is is not even coaching yet, Tate. He is not going to, as I said at the top. Uh, barring some sort of catastrophe, will not coach a single game for Duke this year as a head coach. Um, and he's all, we're already at a point where we're discussing the job he is doing and and the uh, state of the program that Coach K is leaving uh, in, in John Shire's hands. He is the coach in waiting, as we know. Um, so my question to you as a Tar Heel Tate, are you worried? Because this this was sort of the this had to have been the fears. Like Coach K has this machine. He has he has the he is the the he runs the basketball mafia. Uh, he's going to get these recruits as long as he is at the helm. 
no matter how out of how old and out of touch he is, as long as Coach K is at Duke, he will know how to pull strings. He will call in favors. People will commit to Duke. Coach K is gone, and John Shire is now landing these guys. Are you worried as a Tar Heel that the that the machine is going to keep rolling in Durham? And uh, the, the 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 I don't know. John Shire might be better than Coach K for all we know. Tate. Whew. I mean, that, that's a lot that you're throwing at me right there. And, uh, you know, like I said, on the last episode, I came on and I said, give it 18 months. And I was going to literally do a funeral. You know, the the, the meme when the guys have the casket and they're bouncing up and down the street like that was going yes. to be the Ghana. Is it the Ghana? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. yeah, with Duke basketball. That was that was me bopping <laughs> back and forth. Like, you know, it's over. It was fun while it lasted. Um, you know, so that's where we were headed. But like you said, I mean. I don't know if you, you watch Succession, right? The HBO show. You yes, know? yes. I, I yes. feel like John Shire is very Kendall Roy, you know, and, <laughs> and he is very much like he knows that the business is going to come to this is Kendall Roy season one, right? You know, he he's working hard. Everything is falling into place. We know that, you know, dad is about to to walk out. Coach K is about to leave him with, with the whole business. And he's going to be the one, the chosen one, the son. And everything seems like it's all going to be hunky dory and it's going to work out perfectly. But then, you know, as we get closer to deed day, the end date, you know, he <laughs> he pulls the rug out from Kendall and says, I, you know, I'm staying on, actually. So, you know, you, you go back and wait. And I'm not saying that Coach K is going to do that per se, but I will say it, it does feel it's too smooth right now. Right. And I know that's what Coach K, <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to put out to the world. He's trying to show that Duke basketball is very akin to what Dean Smith built at North Carolina basketball, which is an actual family. You know, he's trying to build a brotherhood, whatever you know, connotation you want to take with that. But I think John Shire, you know, it's, it's all working out so far where he's getting credit for these recruits, even though I think coach K is obviously playing a hand. We, we know it's the, it's the same situation we've had before, you know, with, with coach K and, and mm -hmm. top recruits This is what he does. I'm still, I still want to see what the machine looks like when coach K is not there in the building. You know what I mean? And I think this is good PR to get ahead of it. This is winning the off season, but John Shire is going to have to put his big boy pants on at some point. You know what I mean? He's going to have to, he's going to have to be the man at some point. Coach K is not going to be behind him going, good job, buddy. Good job, buddy. You know, that's not going to happen every single time. And, and you're asking if I'm scared. I, I still, I'm, I'm not worried about the preseason. Yeah. And I want to see the real time when coach K is not around. I, okay. I think this, under Coach K's watch. You can give John Shire the credit. I understand why you're trying to do this, but we'll see when the bright lights are on and Coach K is not around lurking in the shadows what it actually looks like. So your your hey, angle on this, your angle on this is that the Shire's having too much success. It's like suspicious how well it's going because it's too smooth. It, it's oh, almost it, too like it, 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 to me, it reminds me of like what's happening in Los Angeles right now. You know, I watch the local news. Not a lot of people my age watch the local news, but I love watching LA local news. You love watching the sports, the sports guy come on and talk about the Chargers. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta stay up to date what the people are feeling, both of the nation. And as I'm watching, you know, the Clippers are building this new facility. Steve Ballmer's on on the local news. He's like, why, why are the Lakers fans so mad at us? Why, why are they so mad? You know? And it does feel like, you know, Lakers fans, like the way that Duke is trying to get ahead of this by being like the machine keeps rolling and, you know, this mm -hmm. is what we do. Another one, another one. That's their video that they put out. And it's like Kyrie and Jason Tatum and all them saying another Billis, one. Billis is like, this just did. <laughs> you know, like that to me, I mean, I expect it right now. But I, I want to, like I said, when it really starts, when, when John Shire is the face and he is the guy, that's when I'll start my clock. You know, the clock is not started for me. Okay. It is not started for North Carolina fans because look, as long as, you know, Drake just made a song, Poppy's Home. As long as Poppy's around, Coach K, and he and he's wandering around Shesheskyville and it's his world, we we know what it is. That's what they do with Coach K around. But I want to see what Nike U does when John Shire is the guy. And, and John Shire has to sell himself in every single room. It'll be fun. I, I love the idea that you broke the news that Coach K is retiring. Yes. He's going to do a farewell tour. Thank you. I love the, I love the idea of you being the first to then suggest not what, what has it been like six months later? Mm -hmm. That Coach K is in fact not retiring, and he's this is a this is a succession situation where yes. he's going to stay on, where he named a successor, and then Duke's going to get bounced in the second round of the tournament this year. Coach K is going to look around and be like, 
Eh, not yet. I'm not, yeah, not yet. I'm sticking exactly. around. Uh, give me Especially one more round. <laughs> Paolo comes back to him like Elton Brand, you know, and he's like, I think I'm going to come back, coach. One more, one more run. run. One more run. One more, one more ride. ride. One last dance. <laughs> how, Two last dances. In this fake, in this, in this fake hypothetical, how many years would Shire wait? That's the real question. I think would, that is I think a great would, question. He would wait a decade. I think he would wait another decade. The, the they would just brand it like this is the last dance. This is this is one last ride from Coach K this coming season. Yeah. Then we would get. Then he would come back, and that would be the encore. Yes. And the then last ride part two. And then we'd get the encore part two, the encore sequel. And then we get one more because he's like, you know, what's better than a sequel, a trilogy? You know what I mean? And then it's a trilogy. And then and then he goes Star Wars with us where he goes actually prequel and he makes three more runs. <laughs> and then Don, Don Shire. Yeah. It, yeah. Jim just said it. It's a very Leno Conan situation. That, that's yeah, a, that's exactly. That's a that's a great. That would be. I mean, dude, you're. With their hair both being the most important feature about them is pretty good. You do raise a good point, though, that uh, uh, the the recruiting, it's interesting because we're all over the place when we talk about the and we being the college basketball media when guys take over when a new coach takes over a job like this. uh, The question becomes like, can he recruit at a high level? He's never done it before. John Shire has. He's literally recruited uh, for Duke, but yet he he hasn't put his big boy pants on, as you said, and sat in the driver's seat (laughs) and had to. Uh, you know, d- d- does he close the way Coach K can? Where, you, where Coach K dumps out the ring, calls LeBron on speed dial, you know, calls calls who is the Eddie Q? Is that the guy that yeah. uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the Apple guy? Uh, c- c- does Shire have that sort of cachet? Can he recruit? And then when he does recruit, the tendency, at least for me, is to then pivot and be like, all right, so he could recruit, but that like there there are a lot of guys that could recruit. Penny Hardaway could recruit. He hasn't won anything yet, so can he win? Can, you know, and we we go to the next thing, and uh, as stupid as that is, I don't know. There 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 is some reality to it that if when when John Shire is the head coach, um, I, I I am interested in the dynamic because you bring up a good point. Like, how will K just fade off into the abyss? What is Roy going to do? By the way, like, do, are are you envision? Because you you've told me before that Roy has a he still has an office at the yeah. like how how much how much is Roy still involved? How how much is he hawking over Hubert Davis? How how often is he at practice? All that sort of stuff. And do you think Kay will be there more often or less often than than Roy is? I think that you could be in a situation where you know how Red Auerbach, when he was with the Celtics, he just kind of you know he hopped up to the next level and he he went into like a front office role, and then Bill Russell yeah. becomes the player coach. I mean, I think yes. that's I think that is what the the blueprint is for Roy Williams. I think that's what the blueprint is for Mike Krzyzewski. and that's why what I said. I mean. Shire's clock starts when Coach K is out of the building for me. So let, let's even say that Coach K retires this year, but Coach K still has an office. Coach K is still, you know, doing his dream fantasy camp, you know, in Duke. Coach K is still doing appearances. That's still Duke with Coach K attached. You know, right now, Carolina basketball is still Carolina basketball with Roy Williams attached. Yes, is that a very, you know, limited capacity? He does have an office. I would say that he's, you know, at practices you know I think he's around practices you know I'm not sure that he's involved you know day-to-day per se but he's definitely around he's definitely up to date about what's going on he's definitely you know a, a, a guiding force for Hubert Davis right he wants Hubert to be successful Dean Smith did this with Bill Guthridge you know and and Roy does everything Dean did so it's very much you know the similar you know formula where he thinks that Hubert has a final four team slash a, a national championship contending talented team so he's going to be there for him as a confidant as we get into the tournament as we get into the regular season as you know things unfold he he's a resource coach k will do the same thing for john shire and again i will count the clock i will start the clock when poppy's out of the building you know what i mean and then <laughs> and then we'll have the then we'll start giving him his headlines and say that he deserves all this credit because right now it's coach k's world it really is a a Leno Conan situation because not because you step down, but then Le, didn't Leno like open for Conan? Then they get they gave him the Jay Leno show. Yeah, where it was like they gave him like a separate <laughs> show. Yeah, and it was like on before Conan. Yeah, it was like thirty <laughs> minutes. It was like ten thirty to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it was like, like Roy. It was, it was like if you miss, it was like did you miss me? I'm back. Yeah, it's, that's what that's what Kay and Roy are both gonna do. Is they step down, you can have the you can have the head coaching, but then they're doing all the post game press conferences. And you're not really sure how it happened. There's a tough loss, and like Kay's the one like doing the quote, and you're like, wait, 
didn't you retire? And, and we just slowly stop questioning it. And before we no, know it, Coach K does all the halftime where he gives critiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome if Coach K like comes into the media and just immediately is just absolutely terrorizing all the young coaches about how bad they are. You know what I mean? If he just becomes just very loose with it, almost gets into like a, a Billy Packer type role where he's like on, like, like what Bob Knight did where Bob Knight got on broadcast and it's like yeah. calling out Calipari and, you know, just saying whatever comes to his mind. I, I would love that. I'm trying to think of the, the best situation. And maybe this is like a listener uh, question. Have people write in. Cause like yeah. uh, there's, no, there's no, there's no, yeah, email us because I'm curious. Uh, th- th- there's no way to like Google this, so like I-, I need people that experienced it to answer this for me. The best example of a coach who like stepped down or retired, whatever it was, um, and then like was still around, and it worked beautifully. And it was like this is this this is such a great situation we have here that like I, I know Lute Olson was around Arizona all the time. Yeah, like, he w- he would be at the games all the time. I want to say like Joe B. Hall is at Kentucky games all the time, but isn't he's a legendary coach? Katie's always at Purdue games, right? Is he? <laughs> yeah. He, uh... <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about is Duke it? and it made me think of Purdue. I, I couldn't help uh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, Gene Katie's popped up at Purdue games. Uh, Knight obviously never goes to Indiana games. He did like, come back. I, we can't he forget that, back that happened. We got to get, we got to <laughs> always make sure that happened. You know, because like I still it's still like surreal that that moment actually happened. You know, we dude, he came out. back. He came back for the Purdue game and Indiana lost by like 40. It felt like I don't yeah. remember how much they lost by, but they got their ass absolutely handed it by yeah. Purdue. <laughs> no, it, you know, what's crazy is that that happened and then a global pandemic happened. You know, like remember, remember when the Eagles, they, right. the Eagles yeah. said when they broke up, like. They like when hell froze over, they'd get back together. And then when they made an, an album, they were like called it when hell freezes over. Like that, that's what happened when Bob Knight went back to Indiana. It literally shut the entire universe down. Dude, you know? Kobe <laughs> Bryant. Kobe Bryant died in a died. I, I keep saying it this way because I think it just frames how absurd it is. Like Kobe Bryant died uh in a helicopter crash, pri- primarily because of the weather in a city that is famous for having perfect weather at all times. Yeah. And then Bob Knight came back to IU, which is, you know, I, I don't know how closely people outside the state of Indiana followed Bob Knight's departure from IU. Yeah, but that, but like, that literally seemed impossible. Impossible. Zero, less than 0% chance he would ever come back to IU. And he, like, lives in Bloomington now. Um, <laughs> Dayton had both the coach of the year and the player of the year in college basketball, in all of mm-hmm. college basketball. And, yeah. And, and the New York Knicks drafted him. Yeah, yeah, and the New York Knicks drafted the player of the year, and yet, like, none of these things become, you know, like, none of these things you even remember because a pandemic started. Yeah. It's a, it's it's wild to think about. We need a segment this year, by the way. I was thinking about this because we, we talk about Duke, and, and we, we spent a lot of the offseason talking about Duke, Kentucky, Memphis. I've asked you about Carolina. Um, I, I feel like we're setting up for a big blue blood season on this show. Uh, last season was not, as we know. The blue bloods mm-hmm. mostly Great. sucked. Very much um, a new blood season, yeah. It was a new blood season. I feel like the you know Gonzaga is going to be good again. Texas will be okay. Purdue, Michigan, like whatever. The, there, there will be other teams in the Baylor mix, will be good. We got to start saying Baylor too. We got to give them the credit. So Baylor will be Baylor good. will be like th- there will be other teams to talk about. But it does feel, given what we've spent a lot of the offseason talking about, that that we're going to talk about the blue bloods more because Kansas is going to be awesome. Villanova yeah. is Villanova blue blood now. Yeah, of course. What are we staying on it? Yeah, okay. Villanova. So Villanova is going to. Villanova is going to be great, and uh, I realize we need like a segment to push back on this because uh, nothing gets me fired up. Nothing gets the juices going in me, Tate, more than people accusing us of only caring about the Blue Bloods. We are we are famed like we do the Pac-12 update. That's not enough for people. Uh, <laughs> we 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 talk about other small schools yeah. such as UConn and um, Bellerman. The Bell Bell yeah, Bellerman <laughs> Grand Canyon. Uh, <laughs> So I, I feel like we need a segment where I don't know what it's called, where because uh, because that, that feels like that's what our show becomes is like when we start talking about the blue bloods too much, we just get like feedback from people that are like, what about me and my needs? What, yeah. what like I went to yeah. us? What about like I went to Jacksonville State and you don't talk about us at all? And like, what about uh, like we need like a segment where we just like, 
I don't know. We 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 get the email like submit emails and and say you guys should talk about this and then we'll compile like you know what I mean like we just burn through them like that's the Pac-12 update is like what about <laughs> us and it's like yeah. here, here's what's going on in the world of not Memphis and Kentucky and Duke. Uh, yeah, who he play for, and we just name players, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then it leads us to a team, and then and then we go figure out what they're doing. You know what I mean? It just it's like uh, the Family Guy South Park where we have the three balls. You know what I mean? And we just like piece it together, and then we're just like, okay, we're going to Florida. Guy named Malcolm Howard, and he plays for UCF. Okay, all right, what's UCF up to? Let me let me get a read on this. I gotta I gotta figure out uh, what team I'm gonna call my shot. Like last year, remember Houston was really good, and I was just like, eh. yeah, yeah, you're Houston. Few- Houston was in the I, final four and Titus was like, I just don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never make a final four. And you're like, they're literally about to tip off a final four game. I'm like, no, are, are they? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, I want to call my shot, but is this a little self-fulfilling prophecy? So maybe I should be careful, but I'm trying to figure out like what team will be like ranked in the top 10 for most of the season that like, I'll just kind of ignore, <laughs> not even on purpose. It'll just kind. Of, it might be Houston again, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Houston could be up there. Tennessee, I don't think it, Tennessee I, always I, feels like a team that's right in that range. I uh, know. Well, Tennessee hurt us last year, dude. Like we were excited about Tennessee, and they just like they were laying flat egg after flat egg. And I well, just, Tennessee, I don't know. Tennessee took the Kentucky approach of we want to have more lottery picks and more, uh, you know, NBA contracts to brag about. So. It, that team felt like a lot of NBA players that, you know, when we look back, we're going to be like, oh, my God, that those guys were all on the same team. What? Yeah. Oregon might be interesting. I think Oregon will be good. Will Richardson has my, you know, they, they got the transfers. Uh, Harmon from Oklahoma, I know, uh, transferred to Oregon, right? They, who's the kid from uh, Rutgers? The, uh, uh, Jacob Young. That's yeah. his name. Um, they, they got players. I think Oregon's going to be very good. Uh, I, I don't think I'll ignore Oregon. I'll, I'll, I'll notice Oregon. It just might take a while. Um, for me to, it's, it's well, gonna be we have the pack. It's going to be Houston. We can't, we can't ignore Oregon. You know what what I mean? about what about what about Arkansas? Is their non-conference garbage again? Because remember last year, Arkansas mm-hmm. like was good, but like they they never played a a game I cared about in the non-conference. So like it was hard to care I, about I'll, Arkansas until yeah, it was too all late. All I know, you know is that Musbus owes us. Uh, you know, he owes us some coverage and some love. You know what I mean? I, you and I. We're originators of the must bus. We we jumped on the must bus, and it only really was because of Michael Lombardi, because Lombardi was friends with That's Eric, true. and was just you know was like I'll give you his number, reach out to him, talk to him. Uh, you know he's got a great program at Nevada, yada yada yada, and we were all in. We we're like we're on the must bus, and and the must bus took off. The Martin twins who are at NC State, you know they go and are on the must bus in Nevada. So I kept up with them. I mean we were we were OG adopters of the must bus, but I feel like since he went to Arkansas, he's he's you know, he's, he's just changed, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it, you know, you hope people grow, but he changed and I hope the must bus comes back around and the, uh, hops on with TNT. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be dramatic I, about it, but I, <laughs> that's all I, I'm I, saying. I, I know. I know. I, I think I, that's why I like, think we might have to ignore them. If, if you're talking about top 10 teams, <laughs> I'm willing to ignore. I think it might be top of the list. We should, we should put out that graphic from the Titus. Like, <laughs> put out a top 10 teams I'm trying to ignore this year. And they're all like, there's 10 SEC teams. <laughs> yeah, it is the SEC. It's just all, there, the, all them. It's nine, it's nine SEC teams in Maryland thrown in there. Yes, Maryland. <laughs> Maryland's actually number one, though, so the SEC teams aren't mad. They're like laughing that it's Maryland. Who's going to be the hottest? Like, what, what team, what fan base is going to be upset that we're not talking about them the most? I Memphis. Think it's just... Memphis. It'll be Memphis. It'll be Michigan too. Like we'll talk about Michigan all the time. Illinois it still won't be enough. Illinois. Michigan will be fans. Enough. Michigan fans are very vocal on the internet, so like they're they're never satisfied. Illinois will be interesting. Um, yeah. It might be Houston again, dude. Purdue. I, I gotta is, say, Purdue's gonna be up there also. Yeah, dude. I Kyler Edwards. I forgot that he's at Houston. I'm reading this now. I just I was I was searching Houston like reasons to. I just, I just searched like should I be excited about Houston basketball. <laughs> What were the results? Uh, Kyler Edwards transferred from Texas Tech. They lost Quentin Grimes, obviously. Sasser and, and Tremont Mark are back. Um, so I know so like they went to the final. Like I'll care about like the, Houston last year. Like my 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 point of view on Houston, I felt was valid. Like they, the the moment they dodged Gonzaga to play, who do they play? Our Lady of the Lake. <laughs> yeah. it, was literally, it was literally a school card. Our Lady of the Lake. I was like, yeah. they're they're frauds. They they they're absolute frauds. They lost to did they lose to East Carolina? Was it? And yes. I thought they they lost to someone. Was it Tulsa? They lost to East Carolina and Tulsa. Uh, yep. They dodged Gonzaga. 
I was like, I can't take this team seriously. And uh, I didn't. And then they made the final four. And I was like, yeah, but they're going to lose at some point. Baylor kicked their ass. And I was like, see, told you. Told you this team would never do anything. As they <laughs> East Carolina. <laughs> they the- Remember they said that was the biggest upset in college basketball history. That was the best, <laughs> yeah. that was the best graphic after the game. <laughs> That's how it just back uh, I don't. I don't know. I want to. I want to make sure I'm doing my job well. But I. I can. I'm. I'm just sensing that this year we're going to be talking about a lot about the blue buzz. SEC. Like I, I think I have a tendency to sort of ignore SEC schools. Not even on purpose. Like other than Kentucky and Florida, I think. Like it just sort of because our Arkansas did last year play a garbage non-conference schedule. Like yeah. they were. They were. They were undefeated or close to it for a long time. But it was like. I remember we had Muss on the show, and I was asking, I was like, "How good are you guys?" Like, I don't know. We're we're beating everybody by a hundred, but you know, we're we're playing a bunch of D two schools. So who the hell knows how good we are? Um, yeah. And then by the time they got, we like, had Muss on the show twice already. I think that's how much yeah, the pandemic has played with my mind. I, I was still having yeah. beef with beef with Eric Musselman, but I think I'm over it. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. We're back on the Muss bus. <laughs> uh, so th- that didn't help, but I think this year Arkansas went to the lead eight last year. Uh, Alabama was good last year; they're going to be good this year. LSU has our attention with Will Wade. Yeah. Auburn might be the answer. I think. I think between Walker Kessler and Bruce Pearl, wow! If we just like straight up ignore Auburn, let's ignore just, like, Auburn. Yeah, that's just ignore that, them. <laughs> well, we did that last year because they were, you know, taking the the NCAA punishment. And Sharif Cooper was he going to play? Wasn't he going to play? And then he does start playing, and then he was amazing. And then, and we then it was hard to ignore him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, but then I we was decided. Like, going to watch Sharif Cooper. We, play. we made a conscious yeah. decision, though, not to talk about it. We talked amongst ourselves, yeah. but not on the show. Yeah. I I can't talk about Walker Kessler. I, I I might get too fired up, so I I will I'll leave that to the other pundits in the college basketball space. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a segment I'm I'm considering throwing around here. Is just the idea of like just a segment where people just just bitch and they're just like what about me what yeah. about my team what about us yeah what about us and why don't you guys talk about st bonaventure more yeah like, like calm down boys <laughs> you're stupid he's a, he's a bonnie right he's a, a i think so. um all right what what else, what else we got to hit you uh we Ar- armando baycott i think we kind of exhausted that we kind of touched on that story it is kind yeah. of funny though like what 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 uh what's the play though is he trying to sell seafood you think is that the move like what yeah, why, why do this food. why photoshop your arms what what what's what I, what, what I, are you doing i think it's a sponge having fun? Uh, you know i think uh, okay. i think that's where it comes from i think it was supposed to be like you know in in that same vein but like you said it's a little too close because a lot of people are confused, as we as we discussed earlier. Bleacher Report still looking out, saying, "Guys, guys, guys, ser- guys. guys, can you hear me, Ricky Morty, Ricky Morty?" Trying to get the kids to come back, but they they will not come back. They will not give the answer. Uh, yeah, I think he just was trolling the internet. Um, I you know I'm fascinated by this North Carolina team because, like I said earlier, they have so much talent. Um, Caleb Love said he's in a great headspace. You know, he, mentally, he he feels really. I excited. saw the headline from Caleb Love that said, "I'm better at shooting." Than who? And that's all it said. Like there, there was like he's just like I've gotten better at shooting. Yeah, but no, there was no. Mm-hmm. The, the, just reading the headline made me laugh, and I'm not sure why. It was just like Caleb Love, and then it was like colon I'm better at shooting. Quote I'm better at shooting. I was like, I mean, like, it, okay, it cool, out. Caleb. It checks out. I mean, I think he's going to be one of the, one of the best point guards in the country. Um, if he can keep that mentality, like he said, he has, uh, as he heads into the season, I mean, they're, they're an interesting team. Dawson Garcia is a guy that they wanted to come to North Carolina originally. Shaka smart stole him, uh, you know, or not Shaka smart, uh, uh, Wojciechowski stole him, got him to Marquette. And then Shaka tried to keep him at Marquette and North Carolina gets him to come back. Uh, Brady Manick, as you and I have talked about, we, we gush over Brady Manick. I mean, they're, they're just an interesting team. I want to see what they look like. You know, it seems like Hubert Davis wants to play kind of a five out offense, very similar to what the Bucks do. And, you know, that is not North Carolina basketball. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know what I mean, Titus? It's going to be fascinating to see like what it looks like, because again, it's not going to look like North Carolina basketball per se, but maybe it does. Maybe Caleb Love is, you know, running the primary break and, I'm excited, and it looks like Carolina basketball. But you know, if we're running a five-out Mike Budenholzer offense, and we're struggling to get <laughs> points on possessions, I might have a bit of a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least, is, at least Armando's having fun. You know, that's all I care. This about. just re- this just reminds me of uh, when when the Warriors started winning championships, and everyone's like, "We should do what the Warriors do," which is just have two of the greatest shooters to ever walk the face of the earth. And, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, and like then like just make threes. Premise. 
You know, it, yeah. to you and I, who like we like to laugh at everything, or at least we try to. It's like when someone says that to us, we think it's well, you or I doing a, a, a sarcastic bit to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the NBA, it, it seemed like they took it very seriously, and they were like, "Yeah, we this is the move. We we have to do this. We have to take thirty threes a game. And if we don't, we're idiots. We're we're not playing the game the right way." And you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember we used to. Uh... When 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 I was at Ohio State, we ran like a our our secondary break was called Phoenix, because yeah. we were we were we run the Phoenix Suns. Like that was the idea. We we would just like study, like Mata and his staff would just study Phoenix Suns concepts of Steve Nash running high screens, high balls, high middle ball screens, you know, on a secondary break type thing, and like all the movement off the ball. And um, so we 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 that was it was literally called Phoenix. It was like get the outlet, let's run Phoenix. Phoenix like you just yell Phoenix from the sideline, and we would kind of yeah. know like what concepts we're trying to to pull off there and it worked beautifully we went to the national championship game against florida mike conley's running the point all that kind of stuff uh it Conley's kind of like year, the perfect nash avatar yeah at times yes the the next season jamar butler was our point guard he's not a point guard he's a shooting guard that was yeah. just a little smaller great player unbelievable player i love J- jamar is so so good he's just not like a point guard um and we would run phoenix and like it, it just felt like it felt like you were like trying a machine that like worked, but then now it's not working and you just keep like hitting it. And you're just like, but you're like, Reset. what the hell? You're like, Reset. What, what, what's Phoenix? I said, and you just kept like knocking on the TV. You're like, why is it grainy? I don't get it. And uh, my point is, is that it's funny how um, ultimately it does come down to the Jimmy's and Joe's Tate. And yeah. here you just be like, we should do what the Bucks do. They want an NBA championship. So all we have to do is get a Giannis. Get a guy who's literally yeah. nicknamed a freak because there's never been anybody like him before. Get so just run their offense and then like just try to like kind of figure out who's going to be that well, role it, on our it, team. It, and we'll be good. It, it's like a ripple effect because like you and I both, you know, I think you like North Carolina bat or you have an appreciation for it. It's like, yeah, yeah. What has happened to the art of the entry pass? What is it like? And that's how North Carolina has always played inside out. We've always played the percentages. We've always said, you know, you can shoot your three. You know, you can you can be glamorous and shoot your threes, but we're gonna get we're gonna out rebound you and we're gonna kill you inside. And it does feel like that ideology underneath a Dean Smith and a Ray Williams, which I I personally believe is how you win championships. I don't I don't care what anybody says. I like we joke about like the NBA changed course. And none of those teams that change course won anything. Look at the Utah Jazz. They won a bunch of regular season games and then get beat. So I'm just worried about that. And I think a five-out offense looks great in the regular season of the NBA. I think kids that are watching NBA basketball that are, you know, five-star, four-star kids trying to go to the NBA, they want to take step-back threes. They want to all be shooting threes. Brady Manick said he wants to take six threes a game. I'm like, how? <laughs> how sway? Six threes? Like, is that, you're going to get six shots, you know? Um, but anyway, they're all going to be threes, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're all going to be threes. Yeah. But that, that's 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 what I fear. The yeah. future of basketball could turn into, and I and I and I but, hope Giannis got things back on the straight and narrow this year because you know it was an inside out game, and and yeah, I mean, granted he was a freak, but it it resembled real basketball at some level. So I, I hope that doesn't happen to college basketball. I, I I hear what you're saying. I I think that is happening at the NBA, and we've talked about that before about just the the general. Uh, homogenizing the nba the 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 idea that you know when you were growing up you had just such distinct styles from every team or every player or at least felt that way and and as you said you, you watched carolina basketball and you knew what you're gonna get you watch kansas basketball you know what you're gonna get you watch even duke basketball for a long time was and like duke yeah. sort of sort of lost their identity and and whether that matters or not i don't know the, yeah, but that but, ultimately but matters. But like, you think of that drive and kick motion offense. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and in the last ten years, or I don't know what the timeline is, but it feels like Duke sort of it, it, the Duke teams we're seeing now don't really resemble the Duke teams of the past. No, and they're still winning a lot of games. So who cares? What I, I don't know. Uh, point is that that I I I hear what you're saying, but I think at the end of the day, like in, in terms of like teams losing that, but I do think that um college basketball will always be that way because there's always going to be a, a skill ceiling on, on how good like 19 year old kids can be at basketball and 20 year old yeah. kids can be to where you, you can't, n- not every team is going to run trying to shoot 43s a game because there just simply aren't that many great shooters. There can't be right. I don't know. Maybe I guess there could be like someday, but it does like, I, it, it feels like that's the way where the game is going, but eventually some genius is going to come along and be like, let all these other teams, jack up threes and shoot 26% from the three-point line 
we're going to be the team that like head fakes at the three point line and people jump out and then we just drive and dunk it. And like, we're just going to do that. Yeah. And we're also <laughs> going to score. We're going to kill you in transition because you're going to miss all those threes yes. and then we're going to have three on twos. Yes. I mean, that that's, that's what I am always shocked by. That doesn't happen more often where it's just like teams are getting killed on the board. But I, I do think that that has become true of college basketball. It's like you study trends. There's always like an opportunity for, uh, it, it, I don't know. It's like kind of stocks when, like, when you're when your shoe shiner is talking about a stock or whatever. It's time to get out. Is that that's what they say? Or it's time that, so. like you're too late to buy in. <laughs> like it feels like it's it feels like it's that sort of thing with trends in college basketball. Like you start going one direction, and eventually you realize like everybody's going that direction. So like all I have to do is just not go yeah. that direction, and maybe I'll be a radical team that's running like a one, three, one zone. And everyone's like, wait, what the Sometimes hell is this? The best what is it? We've never seen hold. this before. You know what I mean? Like hold your identity. Hold. 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 Yeah. <laughs> hold the door. Hold or that's all you have to do. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. North Carolina update. I'm, I'm excited about Armando. I, I don't think those are his real arms. If they are, then, you know, we're going to be really in for a dominant season. Jim says he wants to call uh, this segment. There will be blue blood. So there you go. Maybe we, we do something with that. Quick break to talk about the DirecTV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your whole TV situation together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Also want to talk about Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nelson Report limitations apply. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. If the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late. And the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Back to Tyus and Tate. All right, let's talk about Maui, and then we'll get the hell out of here because uh, there's a development that has me shaking in my boots, Tate. Mm. Um, what, what was the headline I saw? Let me see here. Let me figure out what you sent this to me, right? The Maui News. From the, from the Maui News on September 21st, 2021. So this was earlier this week. The headline reads, Big Decisions Ahead for Maui's College Basketball Tournaments. And uh, basically, the Maui Gym Maui Invitational as we know, it was moved to Asheville, North Carolina last year. Uh, yeah. We we did our best to bring the Aloha vibes to, to North Carolina. And then it literally started snowing while we were there. And I said, to hell with all of this. This is stupid. Let's take it back to Maui where we belong. Uh, everything was looking good. And then now this story comes out that that it's up in the air. We're on the fence. The 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 people that put on the Maui Invitational, Kemper Lesnick, the people we work with when we go to when we go to this thing and and uh cover it for them and all that uh they said that they will have an updated statement in the next few days tate we will we will keep everyone updated is the official statement meanwhile the the mayor of maui county i believe is what it is uh his his official title his name is michael victorino if you recognize that last name it it, it's probably because his son is shane victorino oh aware of this no i'm not that's amazing love shane victorino yeah Great Shane story. Victorino Shane Victorino's father is uh the mayor of Ma- Maui County and his quote in this in this article was I gave them my parameters and I won't go into the parameters and they will make a decision whether they stay or go somewhere else Victor Victorino said via phone I gave them our parameters and if they cannot meet them then we have no choice so we're still waiting for their decision Tate how do we read this you're the you're the journalist you're the guy that's been breaking news left and right if if in fact or the Maui Invitational will not be in Maui can you please just pull the trigger, shoot me in the heart right now, get it over with, pull the Band-Aid. I, I can't take this anymore. 
I, I think I, I, you know, like you said, we got to read between the lines here. These these are not reports. Even though I did report Coach K, this is not a report. But I think the parameters were, and uh, don't quote me on this, but I think the parameters were that there will be no fans in the Maui Invitational. Mm-hmm. Line. You know what I mean? So that those are the parameters that the teams can come. Um, I think potentially you and I can come. You know, there's some media people that can be in the building, but there will be no fans. And Titus. I don't, I don't want to break the mind of the people at home right now, but most people put on events for fans and for their money. And so mm. Kimber Lesnick, the Maui Invitational, ESPN, all the powers that be, again, tickets and ticket sales make money. And money mm-hmm. is why a lot of people are in this game. And mm-hmm. I think the parameters basically say we cannot make the money that we would like to make on this event last year, obviously they played it in Nashville, the camping world invitational in Nashville, North Carolina. Um, so that was a different experience. They also weren't allowed to sell tickets um, to that, or they did it at a limited capacity, whatever it was. And so I think they wanted to blow it out this year. I think, I think there's still hope alive that you and I could be in Maui. I think that if it's in Maui, we have no fans, which obviously changes things and makes, makes things not nearly as fun. There's also a chance that there is a moved Maui Invitational yet again. I don't think it goes to oh, Asheville no. this time. I think that it, it goes to, you know, a West Coast, you know, San Diego, uh, you know, Tijuana, um, <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, Marina Del Rey. It's played like my apartment complex. Yeah. It's played like, at the Ritz Carlton Marina Del Rey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I I love the the Maui team. I know they're working hard to make it work, but the parameters seem to be that there will be no fans. Mm. And like like I said, you know, th- this is about money um, at some level. I'm not saying it's the only thing it's about, but at some level, you know, the sponsors and you know the, all the people. I got it. I got it. I got it. I have a perfect fix. I have a perfect. I'm an I'm an ideas guy. I'm a solutions guy, and uh, I I I think it's time for me to step. Dane Victorino, turn up your podcast right now. Yep, I'm, it's, it's time for me to solve this for everybody. Uh, they move the Maui Invitational. They move it, as you said, to Tijuana. <laughs> Tijuana. <laughs> to Mexico City. To Oh, Mexico City would be great. To, to Chile. To to Rio oh, de Janeiro. Man. Move it wow. to. <laughs> Um, you're now you're speaking my language. It's move tough. it to move it to Monaco, the the Monaco Invitational. Yeah. The I, yeah. I don't know. Move it to I don't care where you move it. Move move do whatever it is you got to do. Yeah. Um, and then you send Tate and I to Maui still, and we go to Maui. <laughs> Here's an idea. And we what cover if we only sent five people. <laughs> we, we cover we cover it from Maui, and we just like kind of you know. We we we're at we're at Lahaina Civic Center. We're like, this folks, this is where the game would have been played. Yes. But you know, let, let's give you let's give you a nice look at what where it would have been played, ah, but it's not played here. <laughs> and I, I think that covers everything. I think you move it wherever you want, send us to to Maui and uh you got some you got some cooking there. No, I I we need we need Maui invitational. We need Maui. We need Maui. I mean that that's college. Not even you like honestly, I I'm going to say this too, Kemper Lesnick, if you're listening, uh, uh, Shane Victorino, the Victorino family, if you're listening, um, this is, this is, you know, I, the word hero gets thrown around a lot and I don't want to, you know, do it for myself, but if other people based on what I'm about to say, want to, want to say it, um, I'll, you know, it's a free country, say what you want, Tate, but I am willing to fall on the sword here. I am willing to, if, if playing the Maui Invitational in Maui, if if by some weird convoluted way it means the only way that can happen is if I don't go, I will make that sacrifice. I believe <laughs> yeah. I believe the Maui Invitational I, should I, be in I Maui do not so think it, I do not think it comes down to that, but I think it is very valiant that you are willing to. to, to I'm willing to do that, but that's like part. that just shows. <laughs> That just shows how much this means to me. Yes. I'm willing to yeah. uh, to turn down the free trip to Maui. Mayor Victorino um, said, "I need one person." You said, "I volunteer as tribute." <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. If if in fact it takes, yeah, if they're like we, if, if they're looking at the numbers and they're like, in order to put this on, we have we have one too many people coming. There has to be one person <laughs> that stays home. I will I will volunteer to be that person, and I don't do it like will like I don't want to miss. Don't want to do it. Yeah. But I understand for the greater good, Tate. I, I see the greater good, and we need the Maui Invitational in Maui. We need like, 
I don't know. We need Bill Walton there. We need the the whole vibe. It's just it, it, Asheville is not the same. It was nice, but it's not the same. We need the the whole vibe. We we need it. We need the shots of Tom Crean like with the lay on and he's staring at the at his feet and and it's just fun. Like I, the memes that come out. We need the Maui memes is what we I, need. We I need Mike we, Bray. We need it all. I think we turned this into like a content idea where it's like Maui Survivor and when you get there, you know, there's only five media spots that are allowed. You know, and we go <laughs> yeah. to like we go to like a, a little luau. And it's like Bill Walton, me, you, Jay, Bill. Like somebody's got to go home. You know, we're nervous. We're yeah. getting our confessional interviews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're getting the whole thing. And Jeff Probst is there somehow because he's <laughs> out on the island. We're like, how did we like, wouldn't, wouldn't that be our spot? Um, um, yeah, that would be. If, if you, uh, not again, you're not reporting anything. You're not saying that this is going to happen. No, I'm not reporting um, anything. This is, this is based on. This is Except just based for that on- Coach K is going to come back next <laughs> year. <and start. laughs> This is just based on your own personal preference. If you, uh, if if they call you up and they're like, "We have to move the Maui Invitational from Maui," where should we put it? Um, where are you putting it? Where where do you, where do you think they should? Uh, aircraft I carrier. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the idea of an aircraft carrier. I wanted to go to that game. Um, I watched that game. I was in college. Great times. Um, it's probably Los Angeles, and I think that's, you yeah, know, probably. You know. Probably a little bit biased, but nine times out of t- or I should say five times out of ten teams that are flying to Maui, they do the layover in LAX anyway. So they're basically already flying to Los Angeles um, without the second leg of the trip. And, you know, there's plenty of like we talked about this. There's plenty of venues that they could have the Maui Invitational. I kind of think San Diego fits more for the Maui vibe. Like if they're going to do a yeah. Maui. What about man, San Diego is probably the best bet. What about uh, Bill Pepperdine? Walton in San Diego? Oh my God, that would be insane. I know, I know. What about like Pepperdine though? Like do it in Malibu, and like Pepperdine's arena feels like similar. It's like smaller. The Malibu uh, Invitational you, is good. Yeah, and it's the Malibu Invitational. Um, and Lorenzo Romar's there, and everyone's like, "Why is he dude?" He coaches at Pepperdine. <laughs> Here's an idea: Great Alaska Shootout. That's what Bring Jim. That's what, that's what Jim pitched originally. Well, we got to give producer Jim credit. When we first were talking about this off air, he said, "Why don't they just go to Alaska and the Great Alaskan Shootout, UCLA, North Carolina, nineteen ninety seven, I believe. Great, great times. North Carolina blew them out, but also UCLA had a, a stacked team. Great memories in the Great Alaskan Shootout, and it needs to come back. Alaska, need, you've been to Alaska multiple times. You're, I have you're, my favorite. My my favorite vacation I've ever taken was I went to Alaska and I just I just got in it, dude. I just got I I, on plane. I I got in the wilderness, dude. Yeah. Oh, I was flying on one of those pond hoppers that just it it, it it's a death trap. It's like, yeah, I, I was on one of the I was it was like a with the I was with the bushwhackers for not the wrestlers but like the, <laughs> um, it was. It could have been. Who knows? There's no way of knowing. They don't have. I didn't have an internet connection up there, so I couldn't like Google yeah. across. The <laughs> you couldn't like, do. Yeah, you know, there's no. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, Alaska's sick. Alaska is actually awesome. I think most people think Alaska is just like a, a frozen wasteland, and and in some ways it kind of is. But uh, it would be sick to have a, a basketball event up there. It's it's beautiful. It's most. It's yeah. one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, yeah, I don't know. We need it at Maui though. So that's that. That's the that's the update. I suppose. Is, it's a good update. Yeah, it's, I saw Greg Gard is said in the article. He said, "I think the best way to describe it is that they are monitoring it." That's how he. That's how he. Uh, that was his quote. So he, he must listen to the show too. He loves I, we monitoring the situation. We love we love things being monitored here. I th- I think the Maui people, you know, the powers that be, want Maui. Like Maui is so important to the tournament that they want the teams to experience experience Maui so much that there's a chance yeah. that. He'll go without fans, which I'll miss fans. But like, as long as we're there, like we'll be the fans. We were the fans last year. You know, I was mm-hmm. watching North Carolina. I, I saw the shot get hit, get hit against us. The race 69 when Texas hit the game winner. I was at that game. You were at that yep. game. I was uh, at the game. We, we I was saw, at the game. Yeah, we saw when, a lot uh, happen. Indiana beat the hell out of Providence. And I was like, oh my God, the Hoosiers might be for real. Like they, yeah. they seem to not hate each other. And then fast forward Jan- to January and I was like, Indiana hates each other. Every all these guys seem to. Hate. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened? No, you you literally came up to me after that game and you were like, I think Indiana's the favorites in this tournament, and I'm and I'm yeah. kind of scared because I'm like Titus has bought in yeah. on Indiana. That's not easy to do. Um, but like you said, then that, something happened that night. I don't know what happened that well, night in Nashville, but something happened. I think what happened is the next morning, uh, Indiana's inexperienced guards woke up and realized they had to play against Matt Coleman and uh, you know, Courtney Ramey and. Yeah, those bulldogs of Texas, and they're just like, 
fuck? Texas <laughs> was mentally, mentally very strong in the Asheville. Yeah. So we, yeah. we were not wrong to think they could be a one seed. But again, it's been eight years, Titus. Eight years since Texas has won a tournament game. Wait, what? Is that serious? Eight years. No, it, the, Texas is back, though. So I think we, it's actually uh, seven and a half years, but we're going to round up. It's eight years. I uh I we're we're going to we're going to Austin for our uh uh road trip the next week road trip and a couple no we're going to LSU next weekend oh wow. um we're going to Austin in a couple of weeks and I feel like you, I just want to like walk around and ask Texas fans who is more back the football team or the basketball team they're like basketball definitely but also we don't know <laughs> I I think football Texas, might be back I at think some Texas point. is a basketball school now Chris Beard said that they were the Yankees. He said there were a lot of expectations. No, seriously, he said this. He said, like the Yankees, we have a lot of expectations. Like the like, Yankees, we haven't won anything in over a decade. I, I, I guess. They didn't even win anything a decade. They haven't won anything in a century. <laughs> like the Yankees, you're going to spend a lot of time talking about us, and we're not going to win shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, straight up. He's the real test uh, of the Chris, though. I mean, I'm excited to see the Chris Beard era, because Chris Beard has won everywhere. Um... All right, let's wrap this thing up. This was this was not a tight forty-five. Apologies to to all the listeners that were hoping for a tight forty. All, all the people that were like, "I want to do a forty-five minute workout." Listen to Titus and Tate on the elliptical. When they get done, I'll jump off the elliptical. Now they're looking at their watch and they're saying, "I'll be goddamned." These idiots are making me exercise more than I wanted. Uh, shout outs, closeouts, Tate. What do you got? Uh, well, should I just? I was gonna read one of these emails, so I'll give this guy a shout out. His name is Justin G. Oh, okay. Oh wow, and he's a good man. So Justin Goodman, a uh, lot of head, a <laughs> lot of old head talk on the most recent pod. As a Virginia fan, I feel naturally predisposed to feeling positive vibes toward anyone who would describe themselves as an old head. But also as a 35 year old father of two, I consider myself an aspiring old head as well, fellas. What are the qualifications for being an old head? What opinions do I need to adopt, and how will I know if I've succeeded? Justin G, okay, a good man. I have, I have, uh, what immediately comes to mind is I think you have to have a take on sports that you know is, uh, kind of not cool or like not like, like, for example, it, I don't have this opinion, but this would be an example of opinion it would be like, I actually don't mind that they're flagging the NFL players for taunting, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's a, an old opinion. Right. Um, but in order to be an old head, you have that opinion one. You you then say to yourself, I know I'm gonna get killed for this, or I know like <laughs> all the all the young people. I think that's a very important ingredient ingredient to the whole thing. Yes, you know you know it's old, but yeah. then you follow it up with, but I don't care because I'm right. Yeah, you know, like I, I you you can't and you it's know a like like, like yeah like my like my dad when my dad got to the point where he he genuinely believed that the three point line ruined the game. And he would just like say that. And you're like, dad, who are you talking to? There's the phone is disconnected. I can hear the dot, you know, you're on the phone yelling the, the, the three point line ruin the game. There's no one on the other end of the phone, dad. He's like, what? And, and then, uh, when, when you have, when, when you have that realization, I think you're officially an old head where you're like, you know, like sort of how I feel about like TikTok. It's like, I, I, I'm an old head because it's like, I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. People that are on TikTok are like, you're going to love this TikTok. I have not seen Tate to this day, a single TikTok, not one, not one time have I watched a single TikTok and been like, that's good. That was funny. That was interesting. Not one time over. I've had like a thousand friends be like, I know you're not into TikTok. I know you hate it. I know you say it's impossible, but I think I found the one. And I'm like, nope, try again. This is not not funny. That makes me an old head because I'm like, I, I understand that people are into this. I understand that, uh, but I know I'm right and I'm not going to back down because it's, it's stupid. TikTok's dumb. And I think like yeah. when you get to that point where you're like, you're no longer fighting it, whatever it is, you qualify as an old head. That's my take yeah. on it. No, I think you're hundred percent right. And I, you know, I'm on the same wavelength. I will never get a TikTok. You will never see me on TikTok. Uh, you know, I've had plenty of people scroll through their TikToks. I've been entertained. I'm not going to act like I haven't laughed at some of these TikToks they've showed me. But they've never gotten me to the point where I said, wow, I'm really missing something on TikTok. Because, again, I'm on Instagram. I see most of the things, even though the TikTokers will say, well, you see it two weeks late on Instagram. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the old parent on Facebook at this point. You know, I don't care if I'm two weeks late. I didn't want to see it in the first place. So if I see it two weeks late, it sounds like I'm right on time of never wanting to see it. And uh, don't let them get to you if you're an old head. Yeah. The the other thing is, like, as it pertains to sports or college basketball is – you think back to a a rule change. You think back to like something that existed in the past, and you yeah. say to yourself, "It could never exist in today's 
hand checking college basketball. Yeah, hand check. Like, and and you long for the old. Like, an old head is someone who's like the old Big East, you know. And you're like, the, how physical the old Big East was. Number one, I wish they would bring it back. But at the same, number two, I realized they could never bring it back. Tate, you yeah. couldn't do that. These kids these days, are you they kidding? Couldn't me? handle it. Yeah, they couldn't handle it. You know how many kids would transfer if they were playing at the old old Big East games? They could clothesline. They look at their coach. Their coach would be like, "Suck it up, pussy." And then yeah. they would be like, oh, what? And then they would transfer, you know? Like, and, and, and when you find yourself saying those things out loud, you're an old head. That's yeah. The, that's it. So, I love it. I love it. Haven't. Speaking of old heads, I want to sh- shout out North Carolina old head Vince Carter. I was watching The Jump. What Like, you know, I don't know. They're changing the name eventually, but it, it's still The Jump currently. Vince Carter was on the show today. They were trying to get him to talk bad about my boy Kobe White, you know, to be like, you know, hey, the Bulls have exercised their option and have signed him. Is this a mistake for the Bulls? And he was like, absolutely not. You know, Carolina Mafia, Zach Lowe's on there. You know, he he changed his opinion because Vince Carter, you know, defended the Carolina Mafia. So they were trying to go after my boy, Kobe White. Vince Carter stood up for North Carolina. Uh, so shout out to him. I needed, I needed to see that on national TV. I don't see it often. Um, the Duke Mafia is everywhere. But Vince Carter's holding it down. ESPN backed themselves in a corner, I think, because they they called uh, NFL, the NFL shows NFL Live, right? That they do yeah. specifically about the NFL. You can't do the NBA show that because it's the video game, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if they wanted to be consistent, it'd be like, why don't you just call the show? Because they can't figure out like what the name the show the the yeah. NBA NBA Today now focus yeah. show. Yeah, it's like NBA. To, it should just be NBA Live, NFL Live, but NBA Live is a video game, so now you're screwed. Now yeah. what do you do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that's. <laughs> Well, you know what you know what NBA two day sounds like NBA two K. So like they kind of they did a little flip on it. They tried their best. I think you got to say it like that NBA two day instead of NBA two K. That's good. That is good. Um, I don't know if I have any shout outs. I I I, I want to shout out my nephew. Uh, okay. my my, my two year old nephew Max, who I just took uh, today. I'm back in Columbus, by the way. We had the we had the week off for the uh, uh the college football tour. I came back to Ohio see some family I didn't get to see two weeks ago. Also to like maybe the Buckeyes play Akron on Saturday. I'm going to the game tape and last that two weeks ago I cursed the team. So like I didn't feel great about that. I don't experience. think that, I don't think that you're the curse. For the record, I don't think that you're Is the Charlotte the curse. curse? I'm I'm not sure it's Charlotte. I think it might be Jim. I it's, th- <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but what if Ohio State yeah, loses? Jim told me at the start of the year he wanted all the home teams to lose because it's the funniest. You know, yeah. he's always going for comedy first, and I think I think that might be the curse. But it might not he be is, to Jim. It might be a blessing to Jim. So there you go. Jim is an agent of chaos for sure. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I think he might be onto something. Yeah. Um, but uh, I uh, I'm back in Columbus, and today, Tate, I took my uh, nephew um to the little the size what it's called. It's a little science center deal, like a Think of like a children's museum type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it. I took him there and uh we had a great time and I just want to shout him out. I know you're listening, Max. You're two years old and you're you love the podcast. So uh friend of the shout partner. out to shout out to my my nephew Max who did not poop the entire time I had him. It was it was one on one, by the way. Like my brother wasn't with us. It was it was I, I had Uncle Duty, I was holding it down. Yeah. And uh I just want to shout out all my nieces and nephews because I have a I have a hard and fast rule tate. If if you're hanging out with Uncle Mark, you do not poop in your diaper. That is something we simply do not do, and uh, they respect that rule. Not not one time have, not one time of my nieces. They all know the game. Pooped. Yeah, they, they know I'm not changing it. They know I'm not changing it. So they're like, I, I tell them straight up. I look them in the eye. I'm like, do not poop. Simply do not poop. And they're like, all yeah. right, we won't poop. Um, and then they know if they don't poop, they get ice cream. So that's it. So uh, I, I did yeah. that today, and I wanted to shout him out. And, uh, you're you're an uncle yourself. You're, what kind of uncle are you? We've talked about this before. But shout uh, out to my nieces. Uh, you know, I'm the I'm the fun uncle. I I basically yeah. get to you know parachute in for all the good times, and you know have all the fun and never have any responsibilities. And anything they ask me is a yes. You know, because I what do I have to say about it? All, all I want them to do is read books and to be nice. You know what I mean? And those are yeah. those are the only things I can impart on them right now. And you know, my nieces they're they're doing great. I mean, Quinn, are you? Uh, are you so fun that your brother gets mad at you for uh you're like we can't we don't give our we don't give our kids ice cream every meal tape we can't do that and he like he has those talks I, to do that I, I have they have so many everything is structured and planned like I actually have no say on anything that they they legitimately do you know what I mean and my mom is you know she is on top of it as well first grade teacher so like 
there's a plan. There's always, you know, the next thing that they have to do. So if anything, I'm more there for commentary. You know what I mean? I'm I'm there for the laughs and I can like, <laughs> play games. You know, that's 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 what I'm here for. And everybody knows it. And everyone's just like, and and more just to be a character from LA so that, you know, my my nieces, their their lenses on life can be expanded. We're small town North Carolina, you know, ten thousand people yeah. in small town. So when they know that their uncle lives in Los Angeles, they, their world is expanded and that's that's always a good that thing. is true that is true i had i had one uh uh i i still have uh an aunt who um was just like bougie as she would like show it like my my family is uh i i don't want to degrade my family too much but like we are not what you would call an upper class family like my okay. extended family when we have we have family reunions Same. you would not confuse exactly. this yeah we were, were not having our family reunions you're from the, the south Delta. of the north and i'm from the south yes of the south. yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have one aunt, uh, my aunt Debbie, who is just a world trip. She, she, her, her nickname for herself that she, or that someone get whatever is diamond Deb, because she's like, is diamond status in like every hotel and every, you know, she's flying first class, whatever. And she would always show up to family reunions, just wearing like designer everything and like yeah. has all the makeup and the hair done. And like, yeah. you know, we're, we're having them world expanded. <laughs> You're, you're just like, yeah, and, it, and I always, yeah. I always like gravitate to her. I'm like, Oh my God, is Debbie like a, is she like famous? Yeah, she's, she's like not, the coolest person in the world. Yeah, exactly. Debbie, tell me about Los Angeles. And she's like, all right. I'll tell you. And and now I realize you and I get to be that for our. Yeah. Yeah. I've. Uh, no, I mean. To yeah. Last time I was home, I just showed Quinn like my car, you know, and like just showing her my Jeep is like, and I'm, she's like, you have a car, <laughs> you know, like, I, cause I'm never in a car, you know, I'm always just like flying back. Yeah. And, Getting toted around like as if I'm That's so funny. absolutely useless, you know. So, being, yeah, being, shout, shout out to your being, nephews and nieces on the, on this podcast. That's what we do. Being an uncle really is like being a role player, uh, where you just yeah. kind of like I, I feel he like Alex Caruso. Where <laughs> Alex Caruso comes to mind because like every so often I'm good for just an insane dunk that you, you didn't see coming out of anywhere. Like no one, no one saw that coming. Do something responsible. Down the lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just I just yam on people, and they're like, "Wow, where did that come? Like, can you do that again?" And I'm like, "No, I can't do that. That was the one. That was the one time for the. Maybe you get some for me next month, but that was it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's it. It's fun. And no one expects you. Yeah, no one. No one's looking at you like we need you to carry the team. Um, but every so often you can uh, surprise some people. So there yeah. you go. Um, all right, that's the show. I think. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, have a great weekend, everybody. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Coach K, shout out to you. One more ride. For the solution to the three-point problem, the college basketball gets rid of the three-point line. <laughs> goes back. Goes back in time. Or AAU does. That would be sick. But, and then what about all baskets are three points? Even free throws. Free throws are three points. <laughs> dunks, dunks should be worth four. And like well, what about people to stop taking threes and start trying to dunk on people. <laughs> That'd be good. Or um, only one quarter. <laughs> people are just like calling people out to dunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like waving people out. What about only one quarter of three pointers count, and you don't oh, know that's quarter? Cool. They don't tell you till after the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that enough. Uh, Adam Silver, look out. I'm coming for your job. (laughs) That's some stupid shit that Adam Silver would actually entertain. Oh, yeah. Adam Silver. He's he's like, that's a pretty good idea, Jim. Be like, LeBron, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) LeBron's like, style points? Yes. I still can't believe in Space Jam he made style points. Like, what an absolutely hilarious thing. Like, he, he didn't even win by actual points in Space Jam. He won with Stomp. That's true. That is true. That was really? Cool. Yeah, he lost. What does that teach the kids? My exactly. God. It literally teaches you that you can lose as long as you look fly.